Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. This is usually where I say the date. I'll tell you this right now. Today, uh, day of recording, Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Only, what, three days after, four days after we recorded our taxes special with Matthew T. Fiedler. As of the time I'm recording this, 5.29 p.m. on Tuesday. I, I don't know which day I'm going to release it. I don't think I want to just do a straight Tuesday release because then you're going to have to wait, you know, 10 days be- uh, between listening to Beantown. So I'm Friday is oftentimes when we see how that goes. Although I'll say this, last time I tried to do a delayed release on SoundCloud, I, I pressed a button wrong and it stayed hidden the whole time and didn't get dropped until like Monday, which was very embarrassing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the reason we are delaying or, or recording early rather is that uh, we're going to Mexico. We're going to Cancun early Thursday morning, a 6 a.m. spirit flight. There's nowhere I'd rather be than in the middle seat on a spirit flight. Uh, at 6 a.m. on a Thursday, but that's not entirely true, my facetiousness, uh, because I get to be next to my lover, Richie, as we embark on a trip to Cancun. She's going to she's gonna show me the ropes. She's been around those parts before. I've never been to Mexico in my life, which is kind of crazy considering I'm, I'm you know, almost 30 now and been all over the country. I've been to Southern California many times. I was recently in Southern California and Arizona drove through the uh, Sonoran Desert. Is that what it is down there? Just what what was that like late 2021 when I went on that trip, that road trip? Um, but never never crossed all the way into Mexico. So it's going to be exciting. It's you know extremely touristy. Might as well be in Florida or something like that. But we're going to get some sun going to get some fun, going to get some drinks, all-inclusive. It's going to be a good time. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show, Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast. Um, what are we going to be doing today? Well, first, I should let you know, listener discretion is advised when you listen to this program. Number one, we'll cage you some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I want to say hello and thank you to my friends in Pakistan for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Um, I'll also mention that recently, many episodes ago, we crossed the 50,000 plays, hits, whatever threshold, uh, which, you know, considering we've been around for 275-ish episodes is definitely nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. But, you know, it's, uh, do the math, it's still exciting, it's still, we're at what, five and a half years of uh, Beantown podcast and engagement and all that stuff. So thanks everyone for listening. We never miss a beat. We never miss an episode. And even when we travel out of the country, uh, we, we do not miss a show. I very briefly toyed with the idea, as you are probably wondering, of taking Beantown uh, across the pond, if you will, into Cancun and doing an episode there. I'm I'm racking my brain now that we're on the topic of international trips. I don't think I've ever done a podcast from a different country. I mean, recently I've been in Toronto, um, but you know we've done one from up in Alaska before. We've done one in Hawaii before, but um, I didn't start this program until after I visited brother of the show Jack in Africa for two weeks. So that the the podcast started what like nine months after that trip something like that no a year and nine months uh, that trip was in 2016 so 
uh, now I'm getting my 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 numbers uh, miscombobulated here, and that's okay because they don't matter. Regardless, we're not we're not going to break the seal on that one just yet, but that's okay. We're going to have something cooking soon. I also wanted to before we jump in here today, I also wanted to say hello to my or uh, thank you rather not hello, but also hello if he's listening. Thank you to our tax special Matthew Fiedler for coming on the program last week. Today is actually tax day, April eighteenth. 2023. So if you are, uh, if you're listening to this, assuming we drop this episode after, uh, not in the next, you know, six and a half hours here, you missed your, you missed your deadline. So I don't know what, you know, that's an interesting question. That's something we never asked Matthew. Let's, let's, let's slot that in for year seven of the Beantown podcast taxes special. What happens if you file like six hours late? I mean, obviously this sorts of, you know, this type of thing happens all the time. Does the IRS have a very just like strict flat policy where if you file you submit your returns after 11:59 p.m. local time you are penalized x percentage or x amount or you know is there any sort of grace period that's an interesting one i've never never asked matthew that before and i never thought of that myself i typically i know in the spirit of the the show we oftentimes the first year or two when we did our taxes special. This was, you know, peak Trump era, Trump era, right? We started the show in 2018 and the whole thing was Trump was the first president ever to not release his taxes. So the, the origin of the tax special was kind of like Quinn's going to release his taxes live on air. And I think maybe back even in 2018, when I did release or when I did the, the first ever taxes show, I might have done some, some version of like reading my W-2, not, that's not what it is, but um, whatever you file. I'm not a tax expert. Matt's not here. Reading that live on air. Now, it's a lot more messy nowadays because I have all sorts of uh, stuff that, you know, goes into a tax return. Frankly, it would just not be very exciting, I think, to read all of that live on air. Um, but, you know, the I'm, I'm completely losing my train of thought here. Oh, but basically, to finish off this thought, um, you know, I... I, um, gosh, dead air. What's going on here? Oh, I don't know what the penalty is for late filing. So we'll, we'll get mad on that next time. Uh, next year we'll ask him about it. One other thing I wanted to mention here as we get into the show is, uh, you know, we had the two mics set up going last week with Matthew on the call. I used wanting Matthew to have the crispest, cleanest, newest up-to-date technology. We had our, our third-generation Samson. Uh, I actually am going off of our second-gen Samson here. Uh, special shout-out to the Samson Q2U series for their crisp, clean, and clear audio quality. Uh, but I'm holding in my hand now to do the recording of the second Samson we ever owned, which is the one I bought uh, pretty early on uh, in the show. The very original one, uh, that one has not lasted the test of time so that one is gone rip in peace but we're on our second gen samson here we usually record with our third gen one uh, but that's over uh, yonder in the corner somewhere we use that for a two mic setup and i accidentally left the older one plugged in so if the if the sound quality sounds a little rustic r-u-s-t-i-c then you know why that is uh, let's also just say hello while we're at it, not only Samson, but hello to our sponsors at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspection in Central Oregon, call someone who you can trust. Call the expert Steve at 541-410-0316. Um, one other uh, thing that you can check out is the Cuts by Q uh, Barbershop Quintet, uh, spectacular serving Northwest Indiana 
uh, and all those other good places as well. Um, when when you need a fresh do something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, I figured now would be a good time to do our palindrome of the day. Thank you to Matthew for uh, doing our palindrome of the day last week. Um, and you know, you're probably thinking, boy, Quinn, you you probably didn't come up with a uh, a palindrome of the week this week, did you? And you would be absolutely right. But I do have trivia for you later on, and I wanted to uh, be be very uh, intentional with getting you trivia and a palindrome. So we're going to pause. We're going to find a palindrome. We're going to come right back. All right, I came up with a, I think you're going to like this one. And apparently it's a, we got this from the readersdigest.com. And apparently it's an unofficial name. Although at this point in society, who, you know, what are we, what's the whole unofficial versus official thing with something like this word that I'm about to tell you about? Like who decides, oh, this is officially the name. Is it just Noah Webster and his goons? Or can we have a more inclusive definition uh, and as a modern society of everything being official, you know, so unofficial or unofficial, uh, this is unofficially the the word that means the fear of palindromes, which I thought was perfect for today. Uh, and I, it's tough to pronounce, but it is ibophobia, A-I-B-O-H-P-H-O-B-I-A, ibophobia from the Latin root ibo, meaning palindrome, uh, ab, ibophobia. Your today, your palindrome of the day. So there you go. Let's jump into our topic here, and this is not going to be a long podcast. I don't usually do, uh, you know, shows obviously after a long day at the office and coming home and all that fun stuff. My point being, I'm just tired and I kind of feel like taking a shower and uh, not talking. So what did I decide to do? I decided to put off the shower. And talk a lot because that's how much I care about you, all the fans. And even when I take a vacation, Beantown does not take a vacation. Okay, remember that. What we're going to do is jump into a 2023 NFL mock draft first round simulation. So this, believe it or not, is the last Beantown podcast before the uh, NFL draft starts on Thursday, April 27th. If Look, I'll say this. If you are not a football fan at all you don't give a crap i'll be real here unless you you can come back for some uh draft related trivia at the end which i'll go through pretty briefly uh but we're just the point of this show i try to pander to the the wide uh variety of people who listen to this program and i know you're in pakistan thinking football what is that american football is what we're talking about but there the nfl draft has become a much bigger deal for me in recent years i used to not really care about it and it was just like oh who do the vikings pick you check in the newspaper the next morning and that's fun and games now there's a lot a lot more just into i'm a lot more into it so we're going to do a mock draft simulator again this is just the first round we will produce another show at some point during the second or third day of the draft, Friday, Saturday, and about 10 days uh, from time of this recording, the 20th, 29th. But we definitely will not put out a show uh, before that Thursday night first round comes back because we don't get back till uh, like late Tuesday uh, and then it's back to work. So here we go. First up on the clock, uh, we're going we're gonna to run through picks one through normally 32. This year it's only 31 because the Dolphins have forfeited their pick because they tampered with Tom Brady which is hilarious because they didn't even get to sign him. Um, so number one, you all probably know the Carolina Panthers. Um, the Carolina Panthers took, 
Oh, our software is messing up here. Um, I'm sorry about that. We're using the Pro Football Network software here, and it just bugged out because I had uh, had it open for a while. Okay, here we go. The Carolina Panthers had trade with the Chicago Bears, who sunk all the way to the bottom, earning themselves the number one overall pick, which is hilarious. They shouldn't even have been in that position because it came down to the Houston Texans last year in the last week of the regular season. All the Texans had to do to get the number one pick was lose, and they staged a killer comeback, vaulting the Bears, who also lost uh, to the Vikings, I think it was, into the number one position, which really helped the Bears out quite a bit because they get a lot more draft capital giving up number one to whoever wants it versus number two. All that is to say, Panthers gave up an arm and a leg. They gave up. Uh, they swapped first round picks this year. They gave up next year's first. I think they gave up maybe a third or something like that. Maybe another first. Um, and of course, their star wide receiver DJ Mo- DJ Moore, who now plays for the Bears. So, the Panthers are first up on the clock. They did it obviously because they wanted to go get a quarterback. The real question now, and if you follow the NFL and the you know combines and rookie days and all that stuff in the last, let's say, month and a half here, um, there's just been a ton swirling around, particularly around the four quarterbacks. They don't have time in this show to really give you a full draft primer uh, regarding you know positions and teams' needs and all that stuff. But there's been so much going on, lots of conversations, lots of reports. For a long time, the consensus was Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young from Alabama, Stroud from Ohio State. Both quarterbacks would go 1-2, but then there was a point where Anthony Richardson, who is a quarterback from Florida, who is basically like Dante Culpepper 2.0, but much less accurate. Uh, But he's kind of got that freakish size. But he just is a terrible passer in college even, which... Usually you're supposed to be a really good passer in college and then get worse when you get to the NFL because it's much tougher defenses and, you know, less cookie-cutter offense. Uh, but he just he, – he can't hit anything, but he's just a freak athlete. He broke a bunch of combine records and all that stuff. So for a while around the combine, it was all of a sudden like, oh, is Anthony Richardson going number one? But it kind of – that doesn't seem to be uh, – the consensus at all or any even anyone's predictions at all even more so we actually have a draft simulator here again profootballnetwork.com slash mock draft they do allow trades and i'll say this i was playing around a little bit with it earlier i think there we are going to do trades in the first round here because one it's realistic two um it's just realistic but the thing is you you still have to do realistic trades like there's no apparently there's no just override Ability, which is what I would want. The reason for that is, look, we're not doing a super realistic seven-round draft with, you know, all the teams, GMs in the room and stuff. Um, We're just – what I'm trying to get at is if we need a trade to happen because I think a trade's going to happen, we're just going to offer up whatever we need to do next year's first-round picks and stuff with no consequences because – I'm less worried about what does a team get in return, and I'm more worried about I think this team's going to draft or trade to draft in this spot. And so for the purposes of these 31 picks, that's what I'm going to do. So um, that's basically where, where we're going with this. Uh, I'm going to move pretty quickly when we're not doing kind of the big ones, you know, the quarterbacks or the Vikings picks or the NFC North in general. And I will try to buzz through those trades as fast as I can. It's a little bit finicky. Um 
So, you know, we're just going to do our best. So, number one, the Carolina Panthers, I will say this. I think it is absolutely going to be either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I don't think there's any chance it's not one of those two guys. Bryce Young is the betting favorite right now. Uh, We're going to go ahead. Uh, He is a QB from Alabama, of course. He's extremely accurate, somewhat mobile, kind of like Kyler Murray. Uh, He's short. He's only 5'10". So that's kind of the knock on him. But he's one of those guys where it's, you know, it's not really a risk. You know he's going to be a really good quarterback, kind of like Kyler Murray. Uh, now the thing with Kyler is his video game habits and now his broken ankle or whatever, you have questions about it. And the Arizona Cardinals are just a disaster in general. But we'll get to them in two picks here. Number one, I have Bryce Young going to the Carolina Panthers. Number two on the clock is the Texans. And this is super interesting because the Texans, you feel like it would be automatic. They got to take a quarterback, right? They've sucked for so long. They have Davis Mills, who's not a train wreck, but not, you know, you're not going to win a, a Super Bowl with Davis Mills. And that kind of raises the question, guys, if we're not trying to win a Super Bowl here, then what are we doing? Which is a question I could ask a lot of teams uh, over the past couple of years, including the Vikings at certain points. So you'd think Texans, they got to take a quarterback, right? Well, apparently the Texans are really big on Bryce Young. They're not high on C.J. Stroud. And the other two kind of no-brainer first-round quarterbacks, Will Levis, who we haven't talked about yet, and Anthony Richardson, the guy from Florida, uh, seems too high for them. So the question is, if you're the Texans, would you you know, take the best player available, Will Anderson Jr., the edge from Alabama, or would you consider trading back a little bit? Not, you know, way out of the first round or anything like that, but just giving up some spots to a QB needy team. And uh, I just, I don't think they're going to do that. The reason for that is they pick again at 12. So it's not like, oh, we have to get another draft pick or something like that. But I'm also, you know, I'm hearing rumblings that they don't like CJ Stroud. At the end of the day, and I did one of these kind of halfway earlier, and I I had them taking Will Anderson Jr., but the more I think about it, even if they're not in love with C.J. Stroud, I just feel like he's definitely the best quarterback uh, left here, and I don't know how you can be the Texans and just casually, like, keep going through life with a mediocre quarterback, okay? So I'm going to take, and I know this is boring, this is not as exciting, but we're going to give... I'm trying to be realistic here, okay? I'm going to give what I I think is actually going to happen, C.J. Stroud to the Texans at two. Now this is very interesting. You have the Arizona Cardinals at three who are not in the market for a quarterback. And you have about a gazillion teams behind them who are. But the problem is Young and Stroud are both gone, the top two quarterbacks on the board. The next two are Will Levis uh, and Anthony Richardson, both who have gigantic question marks uh, along with their first-round value. What I'm getting at is you kind of thought maybe the Cardinals in the spot could trade down for a QB needy team. And if CJ Stroud was still on the board, I would trade down for the Cardinals. But because there isn't that QB there, I don't see that many teams scrambling to get someone. So we're just going to send Will Anderson Jr., uh, by far the number one prospect here, is not a quarterback, to the Cardinals at three. Number four is the Colts. They have been trying the old geezer carousel, whether it's Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, uh, Carson Wentz, whatever. He's not a geezer, but he's he moves like one. They've been trying that for so long. They're done with that. The Colts are going to go ahead and get, uh, let's see, I think they like Will, Will Levis. So we're going to give Will Levis our third quarterback off the board and four picks here to the Colts. Next up, you have the Seahawks. Apparently, they're pretty interested in Jalen Carter. If you don't know, he was, for a while, like by far the number one 
prospect in this draft. He's a defensive tackle from Georgia. Of course, that defense is crazy good. But he had an arrest issue, and then he also showed up to the combine way overweight, couldn't do some of the drills. Uh, There's a lot of questions about his personal kind of uh, maturity. That being said, Seahawks, if if there's a team that can whip someone into shape, it's Pete Carroll. So I'm going to have the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter, one of those players where if he can kind of get his shit together. It uh, he's going to be a significant problem, um, size wise, talent wise, all that stuff. Next up, very fascinating. We have the Detroit Lions at number six. The Lions also pick at eighteen. You're kind of in a position here where there. I don't think there's any one player here that the Lions are like, oh my god, we got to get this guy, because there isn't like a no doubt generational talent sitting anywhere on the board here. Um, but it's also kind of like, you know, seeing that as they pick at 18, they weren't going to move up because I think they really like Jared Goff. I don't think they're in the market for Anthony Richardson. I have seen mocks that have the Lions taking a quarterback in the first round, but I don't see it happening here. So I think they're just going to stay put where they're at. Um, I will say in the draft they did earlier, I did a lot more trades. Now a gun to my head, I'm just going with what I think is actually going to happen. I'm going to have the Lions taking Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon, the Duck, who is uh, probably, along with Devin Witherspoon, considered to be the number one guy uh, from a secondary perspective in this draft. Next up, you have the Raiders. All the reports have linked that the Raiders love Anthony Richardson, and so we are going to send Richardson to Las Vegas at number seven. Number eight, you have the Falcons. This is a spot where the Falcons might trade down, but it really just kind of depends on who, what other teams really love uh, someone enough that they would have to jump in front of the Bears and Eagles to get. And I think that seeing as you still have Tyree Wilson here, the edge rusher from Texas Tech, who is uh, on this draft board at least the number five overall prospect, we're going to send Tyree Wilson to the Falcons. Seems like the Falcons' defense is never up to par. And yeah, you could argue Falcons have serious offense problems. They're going to need um, a good wide receiver weapon for sure. They don't have any wide receivers really right now. Kelvin Ridley, again, going to the uh, Jaguars. Um, they have Kyle Pitts, who's been disappointing so far, but it's kind of hard to tell if that's a him or an us problem. Bijan Robinson, of course, is the only running back expected to go in the first round, but he's just an absolute tank, a Texas Longhorn. But this is way too high for that for a running back in general. So we're going to send, uh, we're going to send Tyree Wilson edge rusher to the Falcons. Number nine, you have the Chicago bears. So that's where the Panthers originally were. Um, so the bears are selecting nine here, so they can really have anyone they want here. You could get a dynamite offensive tackle. You could get the uh, Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois. You could have any pick of your, you know, offensive skill players you want, uh, whether it's Bijan, who we just talked about, or any of these wide receivers. Not a super strong wide receiver class, but there are probably three or four wide receivers, more like four, I would think, expected to go in the first round. So if you're the Bears, it's really a situation where any pick is an improvement. Um, they have holes everywhere, but just knowing the bears, cause I live in Chicago and knowing what they like, what they don't like, I'm going to take, I'm going to have the bears taking miles Murphy, the edge from Clemson, uh, because that defense is just so problematic. I think they really feel like with Justin Fields, um, they obviously moved on from David Montgomery, but they, you know, just brought in DJ Moore. They brought back Chase Claypool. They still have Darnell Mooney. 
I've seen a lot of drafts linking the Bears to like Jackson Smith and Jigba or something like that, but I just don't see how after getting DJ Moore, the Bears really feel like, you know, oh gosh, our our defense sucks, but let's just go ahead and add another wide receiver to this room where Justin Fields can only complete 50% of his passes anyway. So that doesn't really make sense to me with the offensive philosophy I see. Next up, you have the Eagles at 10. This is unfair because the Eagles, you know, just won the NFC uh, outright, and they have two first-round draft picks, 10 and 30. Um, the Eagles also lost a lot of players. However, let's click on team needs. We got this this cool little team needs tab. It says Eagles need cornerback, edge, safety, defensive tackle, and linebacker. Um, and so I would, I'm going to have the Eagles taking Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, out of Illinois at number 10. Next up, you have the Titans, maybe the most boring team in all of football. They have a serious quarterback crisis right now, but I'm guessing they're not ready to give up on Malik Willis out of Liberty, who they drafted last year uh, in the third round. Uh, According to this handy draft needs chart, if I can find the Titans, oh, they need offensive tackle. So we're going to take Paris Johnson, uh, boring pick for a boring team, offensive tackle from the Ohio State University. Okay, now we have a repeat. We have the Texans up again. They picked C.J. Stroud at 2. Now they're up again at 12. Uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of mock drafts where the, the Texans go quarterback, then wide receiver, and I think we're going to do that again. We're going to, we're going to mock Quentin Johnston, uh, who you probably watched in the college football playoffs, from TCU, the Horned Frog. We're going to give him to the Texans. So now the Texans go from a just – very pedestrian to bad offensive team with Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks to all of a sudden they have C.J. Stroud and Quinton Johnston. So talk about a significant upgrade. Next up, we have the Jets at 13. No one really understands what's going on with the Jets and the Aaron Rodgers situation. It is just absolutely befuddling. But I'm going to have the Jets taking Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from the Northwestern Wildcats. We're going to put him in at 13. Now we have two teams right here back-to-back, the Patriots and Packers, who are absolutely fascinating in that you never really know what they're going to do. When you think they're going to zig, they're going to zag. Um, they both need dynamite wide receivers. They could also use just weapon, offensive weapons in general. Um you know, so it's kind of, but they never seem to go for those big offensive weapons early in the draft, do they? So um, it's very tempting to send like a Jackson Smith and Jigba to one of those two teams, but I just don't know if it actually, you know, is going to happen. I think the 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 Patriots see an opportunity to take highly touted cornerback Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State and run with it. So we're going to send Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Belichick will never complain about having enough cornerbacks. We're going to send him to the the Patriots. Number 15, the Packers, absolutely fascinating. They could have any of these wide receivers like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. They could have the big running back, Bijan Robinson. Obviously, they're not going to take a running back, though. They just you know did a new contract with Aaron Jones. They still have A.J. Dillon. So with that, I'm going to uh, – and I don't think they're going to want to take a wide receiver either because um, – because they they have Christian Watson who was solid and the other kid um, I can't remember his name who was not not half bad uh, either so I think they feel like they're set there obviously they need a tight end um, but I don't see them going all the way up for a tight end here I don't think that that just fits in their offense so for the Packers I see them taking an edge rusher to try to improve that pass rush Lucas Van Ness the big Midwestern boy out of Iowa going to the Packers. 
Now we have, speaking of dumpster franchises like the Packers, you have the Washington Commanders who are in the process of selling the team. They're at 16 here, and this is a team that needs pretty much everything because Washington is one of those unique teams, and you see they're picking number 16, who they're not the worst at anything, and they are far from the best at anything. We could give them absolutely anyone available here because they're probably going to squander their talent. They have Terry McLaurin. Uh, they got some good juice out of Curtis Samuel. We really don't know what their cornerback, what their quarterback situation is here, but of course, there's a huge gap between the top four guys and the number five quarterback, Hendon Hooker, who is a very divisive player in this year's draft. We haven't talked about him at all. So I think what the Washington Commanders are going to do is just some old meat and potatoes. I'm going to give them Broderick Jones, a very reliable offensive tackle from Georgia. Next up, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just traded huge blockbuster, a seventh-round pick, and uh, Allen Robinson in exchange for uh, a seventh-round pick from the Rams. So, obviously, just huge stuff going on there. Uh, The Steelers, another kind of classic meat and potatoes team. Who do I think the Steelers are going to take? They got some good options here. Um, they definitely could use uh, some some defense. Um, I'm not sold that Kenny Pickett is really going to bring them to the promised land. Um, it seems like they've drafted a lot of wide receiver ones over the years, and they just don't seem to be working out. Whether it's you know Chase Claypool or um, the George Pickens, obviously last year looked pretty good. Uh, but they have another guy too who I can't remember. All, you know, you can go all the way back to Martavis Bryant, and it's just like they keep trying. Uh, offensive weapons, and they don't seem to be working out that well. So I bet Mike Tomlin wants to get another defensive guy in here, someone to shore up that defense. So I'm going to give them, uh, let's give them Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina. All right, we have the Lions up again. So first up at number six, they picked Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. This time they're picking number 18. Uh, I don't think that the Lions really feel like they need any offense at this point. Uh, they just signed David Montgomery. Their wide receiver room is stacked, frankly, between Amon Ross St. Brown and now Jameson Williams is in there. So I think they just take kind of the best defensive player available. And we're going to go ahead and give them, uh, let's go ahead and give the Lions Brian Branch, who is listed as a safety out of Alabama. He's really probably more likely going to play slot corner, uh, but that's just a very reliable pick for them. Now you have number 19, the Tampa Bay Bucks, a team that is uh, kind of going down in flames at this point with Tom Brady retiring. There's no real succession plan in place. And this is really, frankly, a team that I don't think they're going to be the worst in football by any means, but I just don't really see sort of what their path to relevance here is. They still do have, you know, Rashad White looked good last year as a rookie running back. And, of course, they still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So it's not like the cupboards are bare on offense. Uh, but it's just like, uh, you know, you don't know who's playing corner uh, quarterback, of course, and you just have so many other needs. So I'm going to go ahead and give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's go ahead and send them Keely Ringo or Kelly Ringo, cornerback from Georgia. Seems pretty reliable. All right, we got 11, 12 picks left here. We got the Seahawks at number 20. Um, the Seahawks are now we're starting to get into that Bijan Robinson territory here again, the running back from Texas. Um, the Seahawks already took someone, right? We had them earlier at, at taking Jalen Carter defensive tackle. Um, they still, you know, um, 
they still have what's his name Lockett number sixteen, uh, and then of course their their freakish other wide receiver DK Metcalf. But I kind of get the sense that the Seahawks see the end of the uh, <clears throat> under the road here for Tyler Lockett pretty soon here. So I'm he's dropping way further than he usually does in these drafts. So I'm going to send Jackson Smith and Jigba wide receiver the Buckeye to the Seahawks at twenty. Then we have the Chargers at number twenty one, a team that seems. So close to taking the top off, and every year they find a new way to disappoint. Uh, they have, uh, you know, Keenan Allen is really starting to get up there in, in years, and you kind of wonder what do the, uh, what you know, what do you need to surround Justin Herbert with to be successful? Of course, Austin Eckler, if you follow news, has requested a trade, which has not been granted yet. So all of a sudden you're looking at that offense and thinking like, wait a second, we hold up. Like we need something good here. So I'm going to send Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC to the Chargers at 21, which I actually, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but I don't think that's a very hot take. I think I've seen that drafted other times. Jordan Addison being the second wide receiver drafted after Quentin Johnson. 22, the Baltimore Ravens here. A team like so others, uh, so many others, kind of like the Chargers, where it seems like they're so close, uh, yet they're so far away. Let's actually see what are those, what does the site say that the Ravens need? Wide receiver, quarterback, <clears throat> offensive guard, offensive tackle, defensive tackle. Of course, the big sticking point with the Ravens is Lamar Jackson says he's not going to play without a new contract, and you wonder what's going on there. Would they trade him? Um, it's a very messy situation. We don't have time. Uh, as we wrap this show up here today to get into the whole Lamar Jackson thing, but it's really quite messy. So I think for the Ravens, we are going to draft them scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I don't think they're going to reach for Zay Flowers. So let's go back up the board here. Let's send the Ravens Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. He doesn't have to move. He's close to home. That brings us to the Minnesota Vikings at number 23. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at this board. Bijan Robinson is a very tempting, sexy pick. However, I really think the Minnesota Vikings are going to move back. I think that the Buffalo Bills want Bijan Robinson. I think that they think, or actually the Eagles maybe. Um, let's start with the, let's start with the Eagles at number 30. I think the Eagles feel like they could really. Uh, you know, win win it all, take the top off if they had a Bijan Robinson. So we're gonna we're gonna propose a trade. I mentioned at the beginning here um, that you know we didn't have to do anything too realistic here because I just wanted the picks to be swapped. So we're what we're definitely doing is getting the Eagles to number twenty three, sending the Vikings back to thirtieth. And obviously, this is not the case. But we would just send the two forty eight of the Eagles to the Vikings in exchange for that pick swap. Um, that is, ex- oh, it was, it was declined. Okay. I was just literally just trying to, um, again, <laughs> that's crazy. I was trying to have the Eagles move from 30 to the Vikings, 23 Vikings moving back to 30. Um, and in exchange sending the Vikings like a seventh round pick of the Eagles, which obviously in real life would, uh, happen a million times over. For some reason, that was declined. I don't quite understand this. Uh, Tennessee, uh, uh, the Eagles have a Tennessee sixth-round pick in 2024. We're going to hilariously add that to the uh, package as well. Um, declined again. Okay, well, the Eagles are playing hardball. Let's try the – well, okay, what if we – because here's how I know this trade thing is actually broken. If we literally just do Eagles – uh, to Vikings straight up 30 for 23, which if you know anything about just 
numbers in general, you know that that would be one of the worst trades of all time. There we go. It's been accepted. So, <laughs> so again, let's a quick timeout here, and I promise we're wrapping up. According to ProFootballNetwork.com, the Eagles would not trade the 30th pick and a 7th-round pick to the Vikings for their 23rd-round pick. But they were happy to trade just their 30th for the Vikings 23rd, which obviously they would do that second one. But the fact that they wouldn't do it if they had to throw in a 7th-round pick is um, it just uh, that's laughable. Okay, let's move on here, though. We're going to resume the draft. So now, uh, to recap what happened for the purpose of this show, the Eagles were at 30. The Vikings were on the clock at 23. We just moved the Eagles to 23, and the Vikings moved back to 30. So I, the reason I did that is because I thought the Eagles wanted Bijan Robinson here, so they're going to take Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas. Next up, we have the Jags, a surprise team, won a playoff game last year. This is a team that has an excellent defense, and now uh, they're just trying to get more fierce. So I know they have uh, Evan Ingram, who was solid last year, but I think they're planning for the future. We are going to send uh, – actually, no, I was I was about to send them Michael Mayer. We're going to beef up the defense. Why not? We're going to send Nolan Smith, edge from Georgia, who I've seen mocked a lot higher than that, to the Jags at 24. And then what we're going to do at number 25, we're going to take the Giants – uh, tempting to give them a tight end because they need uh, kind of those reliable short game weapons for Daniel Jones because that's all he can do. But they did just trade for Waller uh, from the Raiders. So we're just going to send – who do we like here? Um, to the Giants, we're going to send uh, – well, they do need a receiver, someone speedy. So we're going to send Zay Flowers close to home, Boston College, to the Giants at pick number 25. That brings us the Cowboys at pick number 26. Is Dalton Schultz still there? I thought maybe he had left for somewhere else. Um, if he left, then that makes this very easy for me. Um, let's see. It looks like he's still he's still there. Oh, no. He, uh, he agreed to a one-year contract with the Texans. There we go. Okay, that makes it easier. We're going to send big old boy Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, to the Cowboys at 26. We have the Bills at 27. The Bills are really a team where you're wondering, like, what do we have to do to take the top off and get to a Super Bowl? It's probably not going to be offense at this point because Bijan is gone, not any high-quality wide receiver or first-round caliber wide receivers. So I think you just got to kind of take the best player available. And I think if you're the Bills, you're you're feeling like we just need we just need someone who can kick ass. So let's give them Darnell Wright. Um, or sorry, I read that wrong. Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, big old run stuffer. Um, we have four picks left here. The Bengals at 28. Um, they just said uh, they don't really have a tight end, right? So let's go ahead and give them Dalton Kincaid, a tight end from Utah, 6'3", 246. Um, this, this could be a big target for uh, Joe Burrow there. So we're going to send them Dalton Kincaid at 28. We have the Saints at 29. Let's just, no one really cares. Let's give them Isaiah Foskey, edge from Notre Dame at number 29. Now we have the Minnesota Vikings on the clock at number 30. Honestly, would not surprise me if they traded back again. But the Vikings have a gazillion needs, um, most notably quarterback and then um, like uh, uh, cornerback, of course, and then other uh, other positions, wide receiver. They need a wide receiver, too, for sure. Um, 
there's just, I mean, a good linebacker could be nice, a good edge rusher they're probably going to need. Um, so who do I think? Basically anyone except for like a, you know, they're not going to take like an offensive tackle or something like that, or uh, probably not a running back at this stage in the game. So I think we will just send to the Vikings with pick number 30. Let's give them Brian Breesey. DT defensive tackle from Clemson defensive tackle, not necessarily a huge need, but they did say goodbye to uh, what's his name who went and signed with the Browns, who was a really solid run stuffer. Now they pretty much just have um, Harrison Phillips. So I don't think I love that pick. I would just need to research that more off the clock to see how that works. But last up, we have number 31, the chiefs. Let's just give them a, a good old edge rusher. Will McDonald, the fourth, uh, and there's our mock draft. So again, uh, Panthers, just from one, we're just going to speed round this one to 31 here. Panthers, Bryce Young, Texans, CJ Stroud, <clears throat> Cardinals, Will Anderson Jr., four, uh, Colts, Will Levis, five, or Levis, five, Seahawks, Jalen Carter, six, Lions, Christian Gonzalez, seven, Raiders, Anthony Richardson, eight, Falcons, Tyree Wilson, nine, Bears, Miles Murphy, ten, Eagles, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. 11, Peter, or Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle to the Titans. 12, Quentin Johnson to the te- uh, Texans. 13 from Northwestern, Peter Skronsky to the Jets. 14, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback to the Patriots. 15, Lucas Van Ness uh, to the Packers. Uh, 16, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle to the Commanders. 17, to the Steelers, Cam Smith. 18, Brian Branch to the Lions. 19, Keely Ringo to the Bucks. 20, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Seahawks. 21, Jordan Addison to the Chargers. 22, Deontay Banks to the Ravens. Trading into the number 23rd spot, Bijan Robinson to the Eagles. Nolan Smith, edge rusher to the Jags. Zay Flowers, wide receiver to the Giants. Michael Mayer, tight end to the Cowboys. Kalaja Kansi, defensive tackle to the Bills. Dalton Kincaid, tight end to the Bengals. To the Saints, Isaiah Foskey, edge. 30, Brian Bracey, defensive tackle Notre Dame. And 31, Will McDonald, the fourth to the Chiefs. Let's finish up today's episode with just some, some very quick trivia. The theme is, and it's not written out, it's very cobbled together. And then we're going to be done because I'm tired. Uh... NFL players who were drafted to baseball teams, and I haven't decided the format I really want to do here. Let's just kind of mix it up as we go. There's 10 on the list. We're not going to do 10 full questions. Uh, But number 10 on this list is Tom Brady. So we all know his uh, career, which has just ended. He was drafted by the Patriots, took over when Bledsoe got injured. He was also drafted in the 18th round of the 1995 MLB draft to this MLB team. And uh, the only hint you need, the only hint I'm going to give you is that this team no longer exists. So really all you have to figure out, or sorry, let me phrase it this way because that's not completely accurate. This name no longer exists. The franchise exists. It is not where it was when they drafted Tom Brady, nor does it use the same name. Um, So I want you to tell me which franchise drafted Tom Brady in the 18th round of the 1995 MLB draft. Uh, pause if you want more time to think about it. The answer is the Montreal Expos. Okay, they drafted Tom Brady. This one you might know because it's still relatively fresh and recent. This NFL quarterback was drafted maybe even twice. Yeah, that's okay. I I knew that before I even read the write-up here. Uh, This NFL prospect was drafted twice out of high school, uh, or NFL quarterback, out of high school drafted Uh, by the Baltimore Orioles in the 41st round of the 2007 MLB draft, but he didn't want to give up his college education at NC State University. 
He would, uh, if you're thinking, okay, who is a quarterback who played at NC State? He was drafted in the NFL out of Wisconsin. Okay, that's where he played second in college football. Then he was drafted by the Colorado Rockies in the fourth round of the 2010 draft. Um, I think he also did some spring training with the Texas Rangers, perhaps, although I'm not entirely sure. So who is this NFL quarterback that was drafted twice in recent years and ended up being drafted to the NFL out of the University of Wisconsin? Uh, he uh, he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who has recently come under much malignation. M-A-L-I-G-N-A-T-I-O-N for his performance with a new team uh, this past year. Uh, so that's the clue I'm going to give you. The answer is Russell Wilson. Okay, he's been drafted a couple times to the MLB, but has obviously never committed. He started at NC State uh, playing college football, finished at Wisconsin, and he uh, did not have a great year uh, with the Denver Broncos this past year. And we're going to see what happens now with Sean Payton. Okay, uh, this is probably like, one of, if not the most famous athlete to do the whole baseball and football thing. Um, he's famous. Uh, if you've ever played Tech Mobile before and you wanted to control this NFL player, uh, you were probably not going to lose. He was drafted by the Kansas City Royals. He played running back in the NFL. Uh, he was drafted with the first pick in the 1986 NFL draft. Uh, by the Buccaneers, but he would never actually play for the Buccaneers. He would get drafted again later by the Oakland Raiders, and uh, eventually, uh, I believe his um, his career came to a very screeching halt unexpectedly due to injury. If you are still trying to figure out the answer to this one, pause, because the answer is Bo Jackson. All right, next one. This is a current NFL quarterback who is not really a starting quarterback. He won the Heisman. Your uh, he was drafted to the Texas Rangers, and you were in uh, 2012, and uh, in the 15th round. Your clue is crab legs. He's had some legal troubles. He was, I believe, the number one overall pick, but maybe like top three when he was drafted in the NFL. I can't recall exactly. No, he was the top picked. Top pick. Uh, player in the 2015 NFL draft. He's a quarterback, crab legs. That, of course, is Jameis Winston, was drafted by the uh, Texas Rangers. This next one we're wrapping up here as a player who was drafted to the Oakland A's. We've mentioned him already. He's uh, known for being short and having a video game problem. He was drafted first overall in the 2019 NFL draft, and he was also, as a fun fact, drafted to the Oakland A's. Uh, in the 2018 MLB draft in the first round, the first ever athlete taken in the first round in both sports. So that is pretty neat. Again, he's 5'10". We already compared him to Bryce Young earlier. That, of course, is Kyler Murray. All right, let's do one more here. Uh, we mentioned when we were talking about Bo Jackson earlier, I was like, mate, he might be the most famous you know, two-way player in sports history. If it's not Bo Jackson, it's got to be this player uh your clue is that he's currently the uh he's working his way up the college football coaching uh just ranks if you will he started off at jackson state and he has now transitioned to the university of colorado 
um, where he is now the head football coach. He was drafted by the Kansas City Royals. Um, he was a standout in football, baseball, and track. He did play in both, um, you know, football and baseball. He might have even done that thing where he played in both games in one day in the late fall at one point. I don't know if that's an urban legend or if that actually happened or not. The answer is primetime himself, Mr. Dion Sanders. So there you go. That was very fast. Um, it was a little bit different format than what we usually do, so I apologize for that. But hopefully, you know, if you know sports at all, hopefully it was fun for you because um, we, we stuck to the prominent players. I, I, I'm telling you, there are 10 on that list. We skipped over Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon, okay? So um, if you're really pissed off that we didn't spend half an hour trying to give you clues to guess Brandon Whedon, well come back for next week's bonus episode guys that's what i had for you this went longer than i expected i apologize hopefully it was good fun content for you if you're an nfl fan or just you like in-depth analysis of any kind in general we do politics news sex relationships church um criminal battery we do all of it on the bean town podcast here let's get our outro music going i'm going to mexico my name is quinn david furnace stay safe stay sane i'll check in on you in about 10 days bye